The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank. News and comment. Thursday, September 15th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news. Made possible when you buy shaving products using the code RELM at harrys.com. It would appear that Donald Trump is now leading, not only in some national polls, but in some key battleground states. At the very least, the two candidates are tied. With the election just seven weeks away, Trump's gained a narrow lead over Hillary Clinton in Ohio, and it's a dead heat in Florida, according to a new CNN poll. Trump leads Clinton by 5% in Ohio, but 5% is also the margin of error in that poll. In fact, it's a close race in almost every poll, Clinton having lost the advantage she held a month ago. Trump's lead comes to a large extent from white voters who favor him over Clinton by 22 points in Ohio and by 20 points in Florida. Trump also has the undereducated on his side. Among people without college degrees, only 30% support Hillary Clinton. Among non-whites, Clinton leads Trump with a 70-point margin in Ohio and by 43 points in Florida. Among likely voters in the swing state of Florida, 12% say they plan to vote for libertarian Gary Johnson, despite his not knowing what Aleppo is. Johnson is now in the ballot in all 50 states and D.C., something no third-party candidate has managed in the past 20 years. But he'd still need 15% in the polls to get in on the upcoming debates, and he needs those debates to boost his support even more. In the meantime, Johnson's mainly hurting Hillary Clinton's efforts, according to pollsters, who say that without Johnson in the race, some voters would go for Trump, but most would go for Clinton. Johnson's support in some states is now in double digits. Hillary Clinton returns to the campaign trail today. Yesterday, she released an updated report on her medical condition, in which her doctor says Clinton, quote, continues to remain healthy and fit to serve as president. The doc says Clinton is recovering nicely from a mild case of pneumonia that kept her off the campaign trail for only a few days thanks to rest and some powerful antibiotics. Donald Trump may have also released his latest medical report yesterday, but only to Dr. Oz, who will break the news on his daytime television show this afternoon. Trump's report includes a letter from a hospital and a letter from his doctor who was criticized for a previous report that was both vague and hyperbolic. In that letter, the doc predicted Trump would be, quote, the healthiest individual ever elected to the presidency, end quote. Dr. Bernstein also said Trump had positive test results, meaning good, although positive is a diagnostic term reserved for test results that are not good. The latest report apparently shows that at 6'2", 236 pounds, Trump is technically obese with a BMI of 30. His BMI should be 25, which means he needs to lose about 30 pounds. Trump has previously said he needs to lose 10 or 15 pounds. And the report apparently shows Trump is taking prescription medicine to combat high cholesterol, which poses a heart risk. The Trump campaign says the full report will be out later this week. More hacked emails from former Secretary of State Colin Powell have surfaced. They reveal, among other things, that Powell saw Congress's endless Benghazi investigations as, quote, a stupid witch hunt. And replying to that email was fellow Republican Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, who agreed. Powell says people looking to blame someone for the American deaths at our embassy in Libya four years ago should look first to one of those who died, Ambassador Chris Stevens. 
Powell called Stevens a courageous ambassador, but told Rice that Stevens overestimated his popularity in Libya, putting himself and others at risk. Powell said there was plenty of blame to go around, including the U.S. intelligence community, the State Department, and quoting Powell, yes, HRC, for Hillary Rodham Clinton. He didn't say how Clinton might have shared part of the blame. Quoting Condoleezza Rice, who, like Powell, served as Secretary of State under George W. Bush, completely agree. In other leaked emails, it's revealed Colin Powell didn't like Clinton dragging him into the private email server controversy and called fellow Republican Donald Trump a national disgrace. But the latest and perhaps biggest revelation is that two Republican former secretaries of state have called the congressional Benghazi investigation a stupid witch hunt. That investigation is now the longest in American history, operating on an unlimited budget. Benghazi's been investigated by 10 different congressional committees, hearing testimony from over 250 witnesses in 33 hearings, asking more than 3,000 questions. Congress has published 13 reports on the embassy attack, totaling nearly 2,000 pages. The investigation has cost nearly $7 million at the rate of about $8,000 a day. After all that, the Republican-led probe into Benghazi has found no evidence of either an intelligence failure or administrative wrongdoing. The investigation continues. House Republicans are also still out for revenge against the IRS because they believe the agency targeted Tea Party groups for delays and extra paperwork as those political groups applied for the same tax-free status as charities. The Justice Department's already investigated this and found no reason to file charges against anyone at the IRS. But Tea Party Republicans are pushing for a vote today to impeach the current IRS commissioner, even though he wasn't running the agency when the alleged targeting occurred. The House has already voted to censure John Koskigan for, in their view, not cooperating with this investigation. New York Democrat Chuck Schumer calls this investigation a witch hunt, accusing Republicans of wasting time when, quote, we have real emergencies in this country. President Obama plans to allow even more immigrants into the U.S. next year than were allowed this year. It's a 30% increase, raising the limit to 110,000. It's a 60% increase over 2015's number. Most of the new immigrants, 40,000, will be seeking refuge from the Near East and South Asia, a region that includes Syria. 35,000 will come here from Africa, along with 14,000 unspecified others. This will not set well with many Donald Trump supporters who's proposed a temporary ban on Muslims immigrating to the U.S. It's right in line with Hillary Clinton's proposal, which is to stay the course set by Mr. Obama. But the new refugee limit is not as high as it was during Bill Clinton's presidency, when it was 112,000 to make way for the people fleeing genocide in Rwanda. Likewise, more than a quarter million people have been killed in Syria, and 11 million have been left homeless. President Obama is offering some of them a home here. American supersonic bombers may have rattled some windows as they flew over South Korea, but it rattled some cages in North Korea. The U.S. and South Korea this week staged a show of force using American B-1B Lancers alongside South Korean F-15s and 16s. It was a reminder to the North about the possible consequences of continuing to illegally test nuclear weapons. North Korea calls that show of force reckless and says the U.S. is using the exercise as a pretext for a preemptive strike. North Korea says it has, quote, a perfect means of military response. 
In Florida, a man's been arrested in connection with the arson fire at a mosque once attended by the Orlando nightclub shooter. 32-year-old Joseph Schreiber faces first-degree felony arson charges as well as hate crime charges. He was apparently caught on surveillance video setting the fire and could face at least 30 years in prison. Police say Schreiber had made numerous anti-Muslim social media posts. The Atlantic Coast Conference has now joined the NCAA and the NBA in boycotting North Carolina over its law restricting restroom use and banning protections for LGBT citizens. Economic pressures are building for North Carolina to repeal that law. Support news and comment with follows, likes, and shares on social media at Buzz Burbank and Michael J. Elston. This is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. I've been using Harry's shaving products for many months now, and I've spent a lot of time on the air and off telling people how much I love Harry's. As I've said before, I get a close, smooth, comfortable shave with Harry's, a shave that's every bit as good as the big-name brands and for a whole lot less money. A whole lot less. I love the German-engineered blades that come straight from Harry's factory to me. I even love the packaging. No middleman, no trips to stores, and no more crazy prices. Harry's blades cost half what the big brands charge. Love that, too. But you know what I really love? I love the way other razor companies jack up their prices whenever they come out with a new model. Harry's new five-blade cartridges include a softer flex hinge for an even more comfortable shave, a trimmer blade for hard-to-get places, a lubricating strip, and a textured handle for more control. And the price didn't go up a penny. Love that. And it makes Harry's introductory offer even sweeter. That weighted handle, great-smelling moisturizing shave cream, three of those amazing cartridges, and a travel cover for just 10 bucks. Normally 15 Harry's knocks off $5 when you use the code R-E-L-M at harrys.com. Stay away from cheap disposables, but also stop paying too much for quality. Support this show, your face, and your wallet by using the code R-E-L-M at harrys.com. The dust in your house is trying to kill you. New research shows household dust contains not just a lot of dead human skin, but a wide range of toxic chemicals. In dust samples from homes in 14 states, researchers at D.C.'s George Washington University found 45 potentially toxic chemicals. Common dust includes specks of debris from carpets, drapes, and even the furniture you may or may not be dusting. The chemical industry is already responding, saying the presence of chemicals in our dust doesn't prove a health risk, and the study, it says, is lacking important information. An environmental medicine doctor in New York says, however, each of us tends to spend the vast majority of our lives indoors, including sleeping. And he says even though some chemicals are shed by the body, the chemical-laden particles just keep coming. You may want to rethink the five-second rule. The makers of the EpiPen have done some backpedaling since being called out for raising the price from $57 in 2007 to $500 today. But it's not enough for many parents, and Congress is now investigating the price hikes. The House Oversight Committee will conduct a hearing to question executives from the drug company Mylan. FDA officials have been called to testify as well. The Senate is also investigating, and New York's Attorney General is investigating as well to see if Mylan has also been overcharging tax-supported school districts, which are among the company's biggest customers. Mylan has tried to stave off the torches and pitchforks through savings cards and more eligibility for assistance to underinsured patients. A Michigan lawmaker who argued long and hard to repeal that state's motorcycle helmet law has died 
in a motorcycle crash. 61-year-old Peter Patalia hit a truck Tuesday evening about 200 miles north of Lansing. The woman driving the truck was unhurt. Patalia was wearing a helmet at the time of the crash. Michigan is one of 28 states that require some riders to wear helmets. Only 19 states require all cyclists to wear one. Three states, Illinois, Iowa, and New Hampshire, have no motorcycle helmet laws. The biggest states see the most motorcycle deaths, Texas, California, and Florida. Among just those three states, there have already been over a 1,000 motorcycle deaths just so far this year. A New York state lawmaker who supported Donald Trump has won his primary race for re-election even after shooting himself to death in a cemetery. 59-year-old Republican Bill Noje was exceptionally conservative, and he won the Tuesday vote in a landslide with 60%. The county Republican chairman says voters chose the dead man partly because he was a beacon for their own political views and partly out of sympathy. Nojay killed himself standing near the family burial plot as he faced a multi-million dollar agricultural fund lawsuit here in the U.S., along with criminal charges in Cambodia. Trump supporters are often quite firm in their convictions, and Rick Early of Haverhill, Massachusetts, is one of those. The law, as defined by city code, says properties may have no more than 32 square feet of political advertising. Rick has so many big Trump signs in his yard, he's 10 times over the limit at 300 square feet. Because, as Trump supporters often remind us, no one is above the law, the city has warned Rick to either trim the signage or pay a fine. Rick says if he's fined, he'll fight it in court, arguing that the city code is an infringement on our constitutional right to free speech. Boy, the Chicago White Sox have really gone to the dogs this year. Every year, the Sox host an event called Bark at the Park. Fans are encouraged to bring their dogs. The more dogs, the better. This year, the event made it into the Guinness Book of World Records as the most dogs ever to attend a sporting event. 1,122 dogs, by count, sitting in the outfield seats on Chicago's south side. Just sitting. They had to all sit for 10 consecutive minutes at the top of the third inning. They didn't have to be quiet, and they did bark at the park. And they came on a good day, the White Sox winning 8-1. And finally, a Washington, D.C. woman's been arrested for stealing French fries from a police officer. The officer says she ate them right off his plate as she stood at his table in a restaurant, even after he'd asked her not to. The woman was allegedly intoxicated. The officer warned her she could be arrested for petty theft as she reached for that third piece of fried potato she slurred, well, then you might as well take me to jail. So he did. The charge is second-degree theft. The arrest report lists the stolen items as French fried potato, quantity three. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thank you for listening, and thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. Thank you.